Hi, and welcome back to the Gem Mesa podcast show. So this is episode two of series two. And this week I wanted to talk about exercise addiction. Now, before you continue listening to this, I just want to flag up that, you know, I understand that it can be quite a serious thing. And I do want to just say uh, if there's any triggers, if you have ever suffered from this and you think that it may trigger some feelings or memories or anything like that, then just a pre-warning that I am going to be talking about um, going quite depth into exercise addiction and if you've just been through that or you're overcoming it and you think it might trigger something I just wanted to give a nice little warning out I would hate for anything that is discussed on the podcast to upset anyone but I do hope that it's useful and it's just something I wanted to bring up that I see a lot I've experienced it and I just thought it was a good one to talk about so I hope you will enjoy it so here we are so have you ever been addicted to the gym and exercise addiction when the term that i'm coming at it from is not just another term for overtraining so there'll be a different form we can train too much and then having an actual addiction to exercise and you know healthy athletes and healthy people train and can train for peak performance and competition and we can all suffer some type of overtraining symptoms and which are normally short term short term and normally just a result of little too little rest and recovery so you know it yourself if you've if you've trained too hard one week and you haven't had enough rest and recovery you feel like you're you're just tired all over and that's when it's overtraining We've all done it. We've trained too hard. You know, maybe working in fitness, I've obviously gone through days where I've done more than I meant to. And that is the overtraining side of things coming in. But exercise addiction, on the other hand, is a chronic loss of perspective of the role of exercise in a full life, as in life as whole. So a healthy athlete or a healthy person can and an exercise addict may share similar levels of training volume. The difference is the attitude that comes along with it. And if you are addicted and an addicted individual is enables to see the value in unrelated activities and will pursue the sport even when it's against the best interest at heart. So it could be due to injury or other things that are going on, but it's kind of like the, the the blinkers up and when it comes to exercise addiction we can't see anything else that's unrelated to that one thing and there's the positive positive addiction is a healthy adaptation to the barriers of exercise in life you know since commitments to work family and other healthy healthy pursuits must complete for time to work out and sometimes However, the line between commitment and compulsion is crossed. So, yeah, we can have a positive addiction where we're, we'll get, we want to exercise and we're trying to fit everything in, you know, work, family and everything else that we do, as well as trying to work out. But the, the, a line can be crossed between that commitment to something and be it, it can become compulsive and it's starting to obviously ruin your daily life. And... When someone's addicted to exercise, 
you lose balance exercise becomes very overvalued compared to other things that are going on has given meaning into a full life so work friends family any type of involvement in lifestyle you know the fruits of like what our humanity are and it's it, it comes when family and friends and social events are passed up in favor of additional hours of training you know when injury illness and fatigue don't stop a workout and when all of the free time is consumed by training or thinking about training exercise addiction is going to be the diagnosis of this and you see that's the difference between just being just enjoying it it's the attitude that comes with it where we're passing up time out with friends we're passing up going for meals we're passing up going out for someone's birthday we're passing up spending time at home because we want to go and train injuries and illnesses are not going to stop us from training and that's when it's it's the war they're the warning signs the warning lights are going to include withdrawal symptoms so like anxiety irritability depression these things start to appear when other circumstances prevent you from working out, prevent you from exercising. And this will cause you to become annoyed with your loved ones for pointing this out. But the person who's addicted can't see, doesn't see it as a problem. And they it's, it becomes a denial. So it, it triggers, you know, we can all have irritability times and we can all feel a bit anxious. But when we're feeling that way because we can't get to the gym or because something else has come up, we take it out on our nearest and dearest. We're taking it out on our loved ones, our friends, our family, because they're pointing this out. And all they're trying to do is help along the way. But we don't. the people who are addicted to exercise don't see it like that. They don't see it as a problem. They see the people as a problem for, for bringing that in. And it's, it's the boundaries that are set, you know, Exercise addiction is that blurred boundary between what is healthy, admirable and desirable and a behaviour that is over the edge and dependent. And, you know, when you are a fitness enthusiast, you value people who seem to epitomise that, that fitness or the athlete who achieve, who achieve and success and they've got discipline and sacrificing halfway hard work. And sometimes that can be seen as people that you put on a pedestal or you see them, you're like, oh, I wish I was like them. But, you know, once you get into a routine, it can be normal to feel a little bit irritable or, or kind of a down if you, if you, if you miss out on, on a routine that you used to do. And, and, and of course, you know, that's fine, but it's about looking at the bigger picture and adjusting your training programs to allow for rest and recovery, you know, allow for training variables. And someone who's addicted to exercise will not even entertain will not even entertain this and we'll just carry on regardless, resulting in injuries and problems along the way. So we all know if you're committed to if you're committed to training and you know if you miss a session or something comes up, sometimes it can be like, oh I'm really annoyed about that. But you know, life goes on and we we adjust to training, we adjust what we're doing, we adjust our schedule. If someone's really, really addicted to exercise, they're not even going to entertain this and they're just going to carry on. They're not going to listen to what people are saying. They're not going to listen to the body. And then problems are going to come away, external and internal problems. And of course, injuries. Now, who's at risk when it comes to all this? Well, of course, the person who's addicted to the exercise, but also their friends, their family, their loved ones, their work colleagues, and even more so, their career, and even worse, their health. 
you know, plan and work out with an experienced trainer or sitting down and planning your workout on a weekly basis with rest and recovery, you know, given a well-balanced training program, writing down a proper schedule that incorporates rest, lifestyle, work, family, family time, workouts, ensuring that there's a well-balanced routine going on means that you can do everything that you want to do without missing out on something, without burning out. We should never be working out more just because we found an extra hour or two in the day. We should only train to the extent of what we've had planned. And if we've planned correctly, we shouldn't need any more further workouts to go. And, you know, it could hinder our progressions in the long run. And if you find extra time, spend it with a friend, you know, read a book and go and see a film, see your family, set goals, do other aspects of your life besides training. To find other things to do with that extra time instead of burning the body out. Never make up a missed workout by doubling up the next day. And this also applies to meals. It, it all comes in. Never scoff away just because you've missed a meal, but then never deny yourself something because you've had extra. Don't beat yourself up or blame those close to you. Remember, the people who, who are close to you, they are there for you and they are seeing the traits in you more often than you can yourself when you're addicted to exercise because you've got the blinkers up and you've got that one-track mind. But they can see these traits coming out and everyone's just there to look after people who are addicted to exercise and that no one's trying to make it worse. And quite often other people notice things that the person who's addicted to exercise doesn't. So I think with that one, it's, it's about not like biting the head off. Anyone who is addicted to exercise, and I've, as I said at the beginning, I've been in myself, will always, we're going to always suffer the consequences of our addiction. And it might not be right now, it, it might be further down the line, and consequences can, can be quite serious. And research has shown that the obsession bites back in form of chronic injuries, impaired relationships, health issues and other problems as well. The exercise obsessed person may one day complain that the exercise obsession ruined their life because of things that have happened because of this. And, you know, remember that working out should always have an element of play to it. You know, if working out loses its aspects of fun, something's gone wrong. Exercise can be fun. Of course, we need to be serious about it. But fun as well. You know, even the most competitive professional athletes still love their sport because it gives them pleasure. And not because it has become a compulsive need. And I mean, if anything else in our life became a compulsive need, how would we deal with that? We should deal with that, that the way we would deal with exercise addiction. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh, that sounds like me, or that sounds like someone I know. Or it could be you and maybe you're in denial about it. Do any of these statements hit home with you? I have missed important social and family events in order to exercise. I have given up other interests, including time with friends, in order to make more time to work out. Missing a workout makes me irritable and depressed, beyond belief, and I find I argue with people more. I only feel content when I am exercising, or within the hour after exercising. Other times I just feel useless and like I'm missing out. I like exercise better than sex, good food, or a good film. In fact, there's nothing else I'd rather do. I work out even if I'm sick, injured, or exhausted. I'll feel better when I get moving anyway. In addition to my regular schedule, I'll find I'll exercise more if I find extra time. 
family and friends have told me I'm too involved in exercise and I get annoyed a lot because I feel they are jealous. And maybe if you've thought three or more of them are coming to you, maybe you're losing just a little bit of perspective on working out. I'm not saying you're addicted to exercise, no way, I'm not here to diagnose. But, you know, when when you become that addicted to exercise, it can, it has turned, and I've seen it turn people to hate on, hate on what it is and what it's done to them. Exercise is only healthy as long as it's in balance with a full, happy, fulfilled life. You know, speak to someone, whether it's a friend, a loved one, a colleague, another health professional, God, send me an email, send me a message. Never, ever feel silly or daft, nipping it in the bud now before it's going to consume your life even more. And, you know, let's not beat around the fitness bush here. There's no denying. I, no denying. I could have been seen to be addicted to exercise, but I know the difference and the boundaries. I mean, for one, it's my job. And I also find time to exercise for myself. But I know now far more than I did before when too much is too much. I know what my priorities are. There's no denying that exercise makes you feel better. And there's no better feeling that when a goal is, a goal is achieved. But in my eyes... My health, my life and my family are more important. And that's where the difference is now. And I didn't see that in the past. I've been there where I've exercised too much, especially with doing what I do for a job as well. And, you know, ex addict or not, exercise undeniably makes everyone feel better. Just 10 minutes of physical exertion is shown to reduce depression and improve our mood, dial down anxiety, make us less, less angry and relieve any bodily aches from pains. You know, improve physical strength, endurance, weight loss, release of happy hormones. These are just some of the additional pros of what exercise are. And then obviously, you know, People also like to boast about it and it's the ego stroking type of things and prob but problems arise when the pursuit of these awesome payoffs that we're having start to take over our lives and that's when the addiction comes in. Exercise addiction normally starts on a competition with someone, enrolling in an event or the fact you've seen a picture of yourself on holiday and you decided to make a change or the majority of the time we don't start out to become this addicted but it happens and sometimes without us even noticing and the next thing you know you regularly cancel on plans to stay longer at the gym the concept of taking a days off makes you want to cry and you vote you're devoting too much mental energy to planning your next workout that your work is suffering too you're not sleeping your temper's gone so short you're desperately trying to ignore the achy requests from your body to just chill the fuck out does that sound familiar to anyone because i know it rings bells with me from a while ago and meanwhile everyone's telling you you look amazing and yeah you probably do and for that split second you are reaping in every one of these compliments but is this right for this amazing feeling for everything else to suffer when you start to lose control over the behaviour, when you find yourself routinely exceeding a pre-planned pre limit or repeat, repeatedly spending longer than you're intended doing it that is a sign that you're addicted to something and recognizing this behavior before the too late is is what we need and when you need to take time to heal injuries do you ever feel guilty about how much you exercise you're craving more and more to achieve the initial effects and attempting to exercise in the same way or the same frequency day after day after day and constantly beating yourself up when it's not achieved you know a lot of people have just got a healthy attitude towards exercise or choose to become trainers as I have and that's fine of course because 
but it's when exercises become an all-consuming, when you start losing friends for going social events, skipping out on work opportunities, that's when your work becomes an obsession. And, you know, studies have suggested personality traits of extroversion and low agreeability may rise may raise an individual's risk of developing a compulsive connection to physical activity after all extroverts are more energetic and inclined towards excitement neurotics are more preoccupied with appearance and health and less agreeable folk are more competitive um self-centered and mistrusting of anyone who tells them to slow down so there's loads of personality traits um that, that come into this and can it be treated of course it can but first you've got to recognize it and by this it means that the person can it's the person concerned it's all well the loved ones and the family and friends recognize it but more often than not it's the person that's concerned needs to realize and admit it to themselves before anything can be done and I suppose amongst the healthier options are things to latch on to I mean there's worse addictions out there I get that but at the end of the day, it's still an addiction in some form. And if you know anyone who's struggling or if you're struggling with this yourself, you know, seek help, speak to family, friends, medical professionals, fitness professionals, a counsellor, fan forums, speak to people who've been there. As I said, reach out to me at any time. And the sooner the person realises and admits the addiction, the sooner it can be treated and a proper healthy, safe and sustainable regime can be done. And remember that yes, it's good getting into the whole health and fitness thing, but don't let it compromise other areas of your life. Not only will you lose people close to you, your job, and more importantly, your health will suffer. Your body will shut down and we only get one body. And, you know, I obviously have been through it and I was addicted to it and then I was still teaching as well. And I've picked up injuries for it and I would not want anyone to be in that position where they picked up an injury so if you know someone who you think may be going through this you know it's not having to go at them and calling them out for things it's 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 speaking to them it's learning a way to help them get through it maybe have them listen to this episode and as i said at the beginning i didn't want this to be a trigger for anyone and i know um and now it, it, it can be triggers for people but it can become an addiction but there is nothing wrong with having a healthy approach to exercise as long as it doesn't become an addiction where it takes over your life so i hope you've enjoyed this episode please as always give me your feedback remember if you are listening on apple to subscribe rate and leave me a review and always in the description of the podcast are ways you can get in touch thank you for listening and taking the time and i will be back next week with episode three of series two